0: Welcome, welcome, welcome women to another exciting episode of Relentless, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Janae Bryce. I am delighted to share this word with you today. I pray you all are being helped by, the, by this podcast. I am being helped by sharing on this platform. God is just amazing and he is proving himself over and over again. So please remember to like and share on Facebook or text or email the podcast to all your friends. The Lord is doing a great work even at a time like this. So as is my custom, I would like to give my shout out to those churches, organizations, associations, nonprofits who have allowed me to share my gift down through the years. I have been blessed to cross paths with some wonderful people, and I am grateful that you allowed me to share. Um, whether it was on Sunday morning, a word of poetry, emceeing a program, military services, um, women's conferences, conventions at sea, whatever it may have been, I am just all the more blessed because I shared in your midst. So today's shout out goes to the New Hope Missionary Baptist Church of Santa Maria, California, where the late Pastor Lewis was the pastor. Um, um, I just blessed God for pastor and first lady Lewis who were phenomenal to me when I came and shared that Sunday afternoon for their women's annual day. It was just wonderful. I thank God for you. And I say in the words of Paul, when he thought about the Philippian church, he said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So thank you for sharing your hospitality with me as I shared my gift with you. So as I sought the Lord about what to share today um, in my time of meditation and prayer, he led me to a familiar story in St. Matthew 15 verses 21 through 28. St. Matthew chapter 15. Verses 21 through 28 Familiar story But prayerfully we'll get some uh, new insights Into this old story Again I'll be reading from the King James Version of Scripture It is my favorite version um, It's the thou's and the thus's And that old English I just love it But remember when you get ready to study Make sure you get a really good study Bible That is more closely related to the original Hebrew and Greek All right, that's just my throw in. And let's start reading. St. Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. And it reads as thus. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And, he, and she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So from these verses, we're going to talk today about the daughter, the devil, and the deliverer. The daughter, the devil, and the deliverer. All right, we've got four points today, four points, and then we're going to be out of your way. Point number one, the introduction of this woman, the introduction of this woman. We understand that a daughter is a female child born to her parents, daughter. And we can also consider those who are not our blood to be our daughter's. We have goddaughters. We have nieces whom we consider as daughters. So this story today encompasses um, a woman and her daughter, but you'll discover we're going to learn more about the mother than we even considered about the daughter. All right. Point number one, the introduction of this woman. Look again at verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. When we first read this passage of scripture, it, it's interesting to me that we do not encounter the daughter all at once. We don't meet her. We don't know her name. We, 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 we don't really even know um, specifically what's wrong with her. We know in general, but we don't find out that much about the daughter. Upon further study, we actually learn more about the mother than we do about the daughter. We find that the mother does some interesting things. Number one, she came. The Bible says she came out of the same coast. What coast? Tyre and Sidon, meaning she is a Canaanite. She is not of the house of Israel. She got up from where she was. She left her own comfort zone. She moved from where she was. She busted a move. Sometimes it takes that. Our deliverance will not always be convenient. It will take some effort. Come on, it'll take some movement on our part. The Lord is saying, when I move, you move just like that. The song said, I've moved from my old house and I've moved from my old friends. I moved from my old way of strife. Thank God I moved out to a brand new life. I heard a song by Jonathan McReynolds uh, not long ago, and it says, I'm moving on. That is to say, I was here. I'm getting ready to be over there. Sometimes our deliverance won't take place where we are, but it will take place as we move. Tell yourself, I've got to move. I've got to move. If I'm going to get what the Lord has for me, it's going to take some movement on my part. So number one, she came. She got up from where she was and she came. Number two, she cried. She wept. She was hurting. She was in distress. She interceded on the behalf of someone else. Let me throw this in for free. Sometimes our friends, our daughters, our loved ones aren't able to bring themselves to Jesus. And it's going to take somebody like you to bring them to him. There's scripture that backs that up. There were some friends who decided that because their friend was a paraplegic and couldn't walk, they would lower him down in the midst to where Jesus was. So they tore off the roof of the house and lowered him down. Sometimes you're going to have to do for others what they cannot do for themselves. She interceded on the behalf of her daughter. I'm reminded of the song in 1967 by Sam and Dave. Now, of course, I wasn't even born yet, but I heard the song. It says, when something is wrong with my baby, Something is wrong with me. See, so the issue really was not this woman. Initially, she was coming to Jesus on behalf of her daughter. Could see in that just like a mother when something is wrong with my baby, something is wrong with me. I'm getting ready to fix it, come hell or high water. See, that's a mother. Come on here. She came and she cried out to Jesus. Again, not for herself, but for her daughter. She came, she cried. And number three, she was a Canaanite. Come on, a foreigner. A foreigner. Now, now, now listen, let's look back at number 22 and how she um, approaches Jesus. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. So she says two things to him. Lord, she calls him Lord first. And then she says, thou son of David. Lord means master. So she calls him master. And then she says, thou son of David. Now look at her trying to compliment Jesus. She calls him thou son of David. Now now stay with me here. This was a term that signified the humanity of Jesus and one that Jews would have used. She was trying to flatter him into listening to her, trying to butter him up, if you will. She was trying to get what she wanted. But see, she was using words she heard other people use. (laughs) Let me throw this in for free. You can't get into the master's presence. On somebody else's coattails. You you can't get yourself true worship by following what other people do. (laughs) Just because she heard somebody else calling him thou son of David didn't mean it was going to work for her. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. If you're going to worship, you're going to worship in spirit and in truth. You're going to get your own shout. You're going to get your own way of worshiping. you're going to get your own dance, your own praise. And you ain't going to be copying off of somebody else and then get a genuine blessing from the Lord. She said, thou son of David. She was using terms she heard other Jews use because she thought it was going to get her what she wanted. The Bible says it's dangerous to honor God with your lips and yet your heart is far from it. This woman is desperate. See, a desperate woman will try anything. Come on. If your baby is sick enough, you're going to try anything. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Her daughter was sick and she was tired. It's a sad combination to be sick and tired. Come on. And how many know that when someone is sick, you move quickly to get them what they need. But when they've been sick for a while, for a long time with chronic issues one can grow weary one can get fatigued there is a such thing as vicarious trauma that people who take care of others can experience it's not that you yourself are sick but it becomes sickness over time when you are dealing with someone who is sick for a long time it's called vicarious trauma it's the trauma that caretakers Receive as a result of caring for others. This is what might have been happening with this mother. Daughter was sick, but she was tired. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Point number two, the insults to this woman. So number one, the introduction to this woman. We find out she's a mother. Her daughter is sick. Jesus came to town. And she was determined to be there. Now the insults to this woman. Now look at verses 23, 24, and 26. 23. But he answered her not a word. And the disciples came and besought him, saying, send her away. For she crieth after us. Look at 24. (laughs) But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel, skip down 26, but he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Have mercy. Now, 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 this is a three-pronged attack right here. 23, 24, and 26. The first attack comes in verse 23. After she gets up enough nerve, enough strength, enough gumption to come to Jesus, the Bible says, but he answered her not a word. He completely ignores her. Just simply went on about his business. Just like she wasn't even there. (laughs) Now you would think that he would at least respond. He would at least acknowledge the woman's presence. I mean, you can even just say no, but say something. Come on. Now, when I read this, I was like, Ooh, we Lord. No, no. But he answered not a word, said nothing. Now, look at the second attack. It also comes in verse 23. And the disciples came and said, send her away. She's bothering us. Now. (laughs) Now. They instigate her. And they incite the situation. Jesus seems to insult her by ignoring her. They instigate her by saying, send her away. And they incite the, the situation. It's already bad. I've already gotten up out of my house. I left my sick daughter at home. I heard Jesus is a healer. So I came running out of my house to come see about Jesus. He is ignoring me. And now his boy speaking up. Ooh, listen. Now, listen, somebody I know would have been all over them because they are making matters even worse to make it so bad. She wasn't even talking to them. Have you ever been in a situation like that? You having a conversation, you and one other somebody. Then we get the folk over here coming out the back with, 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 with their two cents. I mean. They got everything to say when it ain't even none of their business. I wasn't even talking to you. See, see, (laughs) it's easy to put some 2020 on it, the year 2020, and and be like, boo, I was not talking to you. And they need to go back to the old school. Remember when your grandmother taught you, if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything at all. Just stop. I mean, she could have just busted out with, Really? Because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Jesus, thou son of David. I'm talking to the Lord. I'm not speaking to you. I don't need you to represent him. I see him right there. I'm talking to Jesus, not you. See, that's 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 what a sister over here would have said. I'm just saying. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Especially when ain't nobody talking to you. Just, just speak when you're spoken to, you know. The third insult comes in verse 26. So what what do we see? The first one, Jesus ignores her. The second one, these disciples instigate and incite. Now here's the third insult. (laughs) Jesus said, it is not meat or it's not good to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. What? What? Did Jesus just call this lady a dog? Now, you have to understand here, there were some real issues going on between the Jews and the Canaanites, the Jews and the Gentiles. They just didn't get along. They 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 just, there was some bad blood. They they just didn't get along. And, um, yeah, this is pretty tough right along through here. It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now, at first, and I want you to catch it, Jesus wasn't saying anything at all. That's first. But now that he is talking, look what he says. Now, to be called a dog um, in this day and time may or may not be considered a bad thing. I mean, because we've heard terms like walking with the big dogs. That's my dog. Even some of our young ladies even answered to female dog. I don't I don't know why. I don't I don't know why that's become a thing where we call each other that. That's terrible. But in Jewish culture, the word dog was a term of reproach. It was an insult of the highest order. See, today we love dogs. In America, we, we love our dogs. I, I'm a dog lover. Yes. We love dogs and, and, and they have a special place in our hearts, but not so in Jewish culture, ancient Jewish culture. Anyway, um, um, they were considered um, vile, filthy, unclean animals. It was a term Jews used to refer to Gentiles. You do remember that this woman, this woman is a Gentile, right? She's a Canaanite. So she is ignored, insulted over and over again. She's misunderstood. She's mistreated. Yes, she keeps coming. She endured the insults. Why? Because she needed something from Jesus. She said in her mind, I'm going to keep coming till I get what I need. I don't even much care what y'all say. I don't care that Jesus is ignoring me. I don't even care what he just now said because I'm going to keep coming till I get what I need. See, oh, let me throw this in for free. Sometimes we are just right at the edge of our breakthrough, but but, but we give up. But we give up. The Lord wants to know how bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough to pray for her again? Do you want it bad enough that nothing will turn you away? There are some things in this life you're not going to get unless you want them bad enough. So despite the ignoring her and the insults hurled at her, she did not give up. the, the, The hits just keep on coming. The introduction of this woman, we learned she's a mother, a mother with a sick daughter. Two, the insults to this woman—from ignoring her to instigating this, her to, to inciting the situation—to absolutely, ju- 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 the, the insults just keep coming, insult after insult. But but look at point number three: the insistence of this woman. The insistence of this woman, she's made out of some good stuff. It's called grit. Come on. It's called some stick-to-itiveness. It's called, I ain't going to give up just because. The insistence of this woman. Now, this woman's day, uh, would you agree, is not going like she thought it would when she got out of bed that morning. She had no idea, number one, that a visitor would be coming to the coast. No idea that Jesus would be visiting that day. But when she found out, she just keeps on coming. She implores him. She even agrees with him. Even after all of this, look at verse 27. (laughs) Look at verse 27. And she said, truth, Lord, truth, Lord. So, after the insults and after Jesus' remark about the dogs, you know, he said, It's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Look at 27. She says, Truth, Lord. Even the dogs can eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She would take anything from the Lord at this point. She's not choicey. It does not make her any difference at all. Right up along through here, she says, like the words <laughs> of that old gospel song Any way you bless me. Lord, I'll be satisfied if I got to be a dog, bow, wow, wow, yippee yo, yippee a. bow, wow, yippee-oh, yippee a. wolf, wolf, if I got to be a dog, here I am, if I got to eat crumbs, brush them over this way, whatever it takes, Lord, I'm not choicy, that's what's wrong with many of us, we think some things are beneath us, we wouldn't dare wave our hands in church, because cause we're just too sadity. We wouldn't dare stomp our feet in church. I don't want people looking at me. We wouldn't dare leap and dance because it just don't take all that. We wouldn't dare speak in tongues. We wouldn't dare sweat out of our clothes. But when you finally get desperate enough, when you finally realize that only Jesus can do for you what you need done, (laughs) that it is only the Lord who can help you when you get desperate enough. When it ain't no more cute, it ain't no more got it all together, it ain't no more Um, look at me, I'm so special. When you finally get desperate enough to stop looking at other people and look only to God, who is the author and the finisher of, of your faith, you'll say like King David did, if you think this is bad, I got something else for you, I'll become even more undignified than this. You remember when he danced out of his tunic. You remember how his wife was just so embarrassed by him. She said, you're just embarrassing yourself in front of everybody out here. He was like, listen, you don't know what the Lord has done for me. You don't know the horrible pit that I was in. You don't know that it was him and him alone who got me up out of that thing. You don't know the depression that hit as a result of COVID-19. You don't know how I didn't want to get out of my bed because I wasn't sure if I would have a job. You don't know what it took for me to just get here today. So don't you tell me nothing about me and my praise. huh? This mother understands that if she's going to get what she needs from Jesus, she's going to have to get desperate enough. How many know that sometimes you've got to be desperate enough to look foolish in the eyes of the world in order to get what you need from God the Father? David said, hmm, if you think this is bad, I got something else for you. I'll become even more undignified than this. Listen, I remember being at church. Yeah. And there'll be many occasions where I would just cut loose. I'm trying to tell you. When the Holy Spirit gets to talk into your feet, you got to dance. Now I'm talking about me now. This is my story. And I remember I I was shouting and I I was shouting and, and you know I got myself together afterwards and I'm just praising God, just dancing and leaping all everywhere. So I got myself together afterwards and I'm fixing my face and came back to sit down um somebody came and told me my mother didn't like that you were stepping all over her purse. <laughs> so I said, "Okay, I, I you know, I'm sorry for stepping on your mother's purse, but but listen. I need to speak to your mother." So I, I went and spoke to the mother. I said, "Listen, this was not done on purpose. That is stepping on your purse." But what is on purpose is my praise to my worthy God. So in other words, SOS, if you you don't want to get your purse stepped on or uh, you don't like all of that, you got to SOS and scoot over some. I ain't mad. I I, I love everybody. But I ain't making no promises about how I praise and worship. Because listen, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, And all that he has done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Not only does my soul cry out, my feet get light. And I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. (laughs) So despite the insults to this woman, there was the insistence of this woman. She said, I'm going to get what I need from God. And I ain't leaving until I get it. See, see, we need saints like that. I ain't leaving until I get it. I ain't leaving until I get it. I am not leaving until I get it. Now, I got Baptist roots, but I got some Kojic roots in there, too. I remember being at an uh, old school Kojic church. I remember being at an old school Kojic church. And they would teach you, uh-uh, you got to stay at the altar. You got to tarry there. You got to tarry. That means you got to wait until you get what you need from God. And then you're trying to get up because you're tired. You're ready to go. Ah, 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 ah. Back down. Mm-mm, no, that's a lying devil right there. Uh uh-uh. You get up and then you tell me what the Lord said. See? <laughs> I know some of my Kojic sisters understand what I'm saying. Come on. So we have seen the introduction of this woman. How she is a mother. Desperate. To save her daughter. Two, the insults to this woman. Ignored by Jesus, insulted by the by the disciples and again, insulted seemingly by Jesus himself. But the insistence of this woman, because I don't care how much it costs. I need the medicine for my daughter. I don't care how expensive it is. I need a miracle for her. I insist on getting what I need from the Lord. So you got to have that spirit, especially now. 2020. woo, COVID-19. Economic shutdowns. An election like we have not seen in my lifetime. Woo! have mercy. You're going to have to stick and stay. You're going to have to decide I'm staying with Jesus. I'm staying with Jesus. That's three, the insistence of this woman. And point number four, as we get ready to close, the impact of this woman. So we've seen the introduction of this woman. The insults to this woman, the insistence of this woman, and now the impact of this woman. Look at verses 25 and 28. Going to read again. 25. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Look at 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. (laughs) There is a shift made in verse 25. Something changes for this woman in verse 25. If you notice in verse 22, she says to Jesus, have mercy on me for my daughter's sake. My daughter is sick, so I want want you to have mercy on me. But by the time the dialogue is over. By the time the insults have been hurled and by the time the conversation is completed, she realizes that it is not just her daughter who needs Jesus, but it is she herself. What does she say? How do you know? She says, Lord, help me. Do you see it? She, she's no longer interested in trying to flatter him. She, see, see, back in the other verse, she was calling him thou son of David. She didn't even know King David. She she was a Canaanite. She was a Gentile. She she didn't know. She was just saying stuff she heard other people say. But by the time we get down to verse 25, she said, Lord, help me. Not trying to flatter him anymore. She's done trying to impress him. Let Let me throw this in for free. Stop trying to make it look like something else. Stop making excuses for the stuff going on in your life. Stop it. Stop. If your daughter is sick, say she's sick. If she's in trouble, be honest with God about it and be honest with yourself. Tell it like a T.I. is. If drugs is the issue, say it's drugs. Come on, if alcohol is the issue, Lord, I need deliverance from alcohol. Say it. You got to tell it like a is. Why? Because the Lord already knows he's waiting for you to agree with him. He knows you got a problem. Go on, admit it, quit it and forget it. By the time she gets down to verse 25. No more flowery words. No more rhetorical embellishments, no more impressive verbiage and multisyllabic linguistics. She cuts to the chase and worships him by saying, Lord, help me. See, that's what the Lord is looking for, a broken and a contrite spirit. Those he will not despise. He wants you broken. Why? Because when you're broken, then he can put you back together. Lord, help me. It ain't even about my daughter anymore. It's me. She gets to the bottom of the issue and begins to worship God. God responds to worship. Worship moves the heart of God. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. The reason he didn't answer her in verse 23 is not because he was trying to be mean, not because he was hard of hearing, but because she was talking with her lips. But by the time she got to verse 25, she was talking with her heart. By verse 25, she learned that flattery will not work, but faith will. She says, it's not my mother. It's not my father, not my sister, not my brother. It ain't even my daughter right now, but it's me, oh, Lord. Lord, help me. By verse 25, she learns the key. And what is the key? The Lord knows I cannot help my daughter if the Lord does not first help me. The Lord knows I cannot help my husband if I do not first help me. The Lord knows I cannot help my sister if I do, if he does not first help me. I can't help nobody unless the Lord first Helps me. So mothers, while you are desperately trying to bring your daughter to Jesus, make sure you are first bringing yourself to him. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Jesus is not so much concerned about you telling him about somebody else. Come telling him about you. Pull a cover back off of your stuff. See, that's when it gets hard. That's when it gets real. It gets real. When I have to come to the Lord just as I am. wearied, wounded, and sad. But that's when you're finding him a resting place. Oh, and he will make you glad. Jesus ain't concerned so much about you telling him about somebody else. Come telling him about you. Come telling him about you. In the end. It was the faith of a mother that saved her daughter. Her faith impacted her situation. The Lord was so pleased with her faith, he granted her request. If you don't pray for your daughter, mother, who will? She will be lost without you. Even if she doesn't realize it, keep praying. Keep moving. Even when you are mistreated, misunderstood, insulted, injured, and talked about, keep praying. Why? Because God honors faith. Our daughters are grievously vexed, which means severely tormented. Let, 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 I'm throwing this in for free too. <sighs> daughters um don't have to be blood. They don't have to come from the same family lineage. They could be that niece who looks up to you, that goddaughter, that young woman in your care, in your church, uh, on your job. Someone who looks up to you, who is in your sphere of influence, who thinks of you as a mother or older sister. She does not have to be your daughter by blood. But because you love her and you care about her well-being, bring her to Jesus. Only after you first bring yourself night and day. She was grievously vexed. Satan is after them with worldly enticements. He's trying to lure them away from their homes, their churches, and yes, their God. Bible says she was grievously vexed. Just messed up, sad, depressed, overwhelmed, influenced. But mother, you keep praying because the Lord has the answer. Even at a time of COVID-19, yes, we're concerned about our elders, the older ones. But we are praying every week on our family prayer call for the young ones. That their faith would fail them not. That they would grab hold to the gospel plow and keep a pushing. Not to give up on the faith they've been raised on. Yes, bring your daughters to Jesus. Yes, let her hear you praying. Yes, let her see you praising. Even if the church doors are not open right now. Bless the Lord. In your house, let your daughter see you praising your God. Souvenir, if you have faith enough to keep coming, God's got power enough to keep answering. God bless you women. And I'm going to give you a little bit of homework this week. And and shout out to me on Facebook when, when you've done this. I want you to listen to the song Daughters by John Myers. Is it Myers or Myers? John Myers. (laughs) Anyway, John Mayer, I think is his name. John Mayer's song called Daughters. Analyze the lyrics and see how the Lord speaks to you even through that song. All right. I love y'all. God bless you. See you next week.